Episode number 71. On today's show, the ladies answer your intelligently perverted voicemails, shower the callers with copious flattery, and discuss the spectrum of assholery that plagues both religious and skeptic folks alike. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong, after Thanksgiving? Um, it's good. It was um, an emotional holiday, as, as holidays for me always are, but um, it was good and bad. We um, went to Oregon for Thanksgiving to Ashland, which is like the ultimate hippie mecca. Well, maybe not the yes. ultimate, but a giant hippie mecca, and you know it pretty well. You guys drive through there on tour. But, yes, um, one of my favorite pizza places is there, Cosmic Pizza. Oh, yeah, and it's gluten-free, right? Uh, well, we... Last time I was there was before Greg was gluten free, so we, oh. uh, yeah, so so I don't remember. But they, they had their vegan cheese, and I eat cheese, but their vegan mm-hmm. cheese I like better than than their regular cheese they what? have because because Greg would get it with the vegan cheese, and I tasted his. So then every time I would go back after that, I would always get their vegan cheese because they make it themselves. So it's not some known, you know, shitty vegan Jeez. cheese. But they make it themselves, and it's delicious. So yeah, Cosmic that doesn't pizza, happen. I miss you. Where fake cheese is better than real cheese? Like I've just never heard of that. So I'm well, it's more really like curious. Taste, you know, it's 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 not that it tastes like cheese, but it's it's yeah. got its own taste that's really appealing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we were with David's uncle Richard, who's who's very quotable, and his aunt Connie Mae, and David's two sisters, who are awesome. Um, I was just like trying to be really emotionally present and deal with all the stuff that comes up, and um, instead of shutting down. So, right. Um, it was good. I was. And I was PMSing, so I was a bit ricocheting all over the place emotionally. And you got a few texts from me where I'm like, help. <laughs> you did. <laughs> did but how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was pretty straightforward. You traveled. How many hours did it take you to get to Ashland? Like oh, six like hours? Nine. Nine? It yeah, wow. it was a long time. Yeah. Well, my Thanksgiving was about nine minutes away. Actually, seriously, it was probably about six tops. But... <laughs> Nice. So, yeah, so it was quite close and convenient. But yeah, no, it was fun. Uh, yeah, just good times with the gang. And uh, I was confronted with, um, with somebody's thong underwear in my face. Uh, <laughs> Didn't like you say that, that was the first thing you saw when you walked in? Yeah, the first thing I saw was somebody bending over and their dong. Their dong. <laughs> <laughs> Where would such an idea come into my mind I don't know anyway uh, yeah it was, I was confronted with a, with a thong that somebody was bending over I'm like god damn it and I told you and you said that's so 2002 <laughs> gosh it is who wears those anymore I know I can't even like uh, that's an, like, another whole huge topic for me is, is this, this thong underwear and the stupidity of it but anyway <laughs> so that was my Thanksgiving <laughs> so um yeah so, so thongs, uh, thongs kind of stood out. The thong documentation and observing of the thong. 
Yes, yes. We I confronted with that. it many I times. Con- I, to, uh, I, I was, I was. The person was like getting up and sitting down all the time and just like, ah, ah, ah. And I just like, it really like, you know, diminishes my respect for a person. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. Like, she had to have known, one, right? When I, know, when I know somebody's wearing a thong, it kind of makes me be like, oh, really? And then when they keep having it, so I can see it actually sticking out of their under, out of their pants. Yeah. Like, like, it's like, it's like a million times worse. That's so, really bad. That's yeah. really bad. Over and over, she had to have known. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. It's, <sighs> gosh, because I mean, oh. I feel I feel embarrassed if just the slightest bit of my regular, you know, proper. I was gonna say granny underpants. I'm not calling those granny underpants. They're just normal underpants, right? I shouldn't call them underpants though. That's what makes them awful. <laughs> my normal underwear, like, just the tiniest bit sticking out. I'm like, oh Jesus, gotta get that back down there you know like gotta tuck that in pull the pants up but these people with the thong coming out just fuck yeah unacceptable unacceptable um oh yeah so yesterday was uh neil hamburger's monthly show at spaceland and and it was greg's birthday um but um i guess that's all beside the point but anyway uh, on the bill was also (laughs) a happy uh, coincidence just a happy coincidence because the point of my mentioning this is that um uh, Brendan Walsh, a uh, comedian friend of ours, was on the bill. He told this joke, and I've heard it before. But when he was like, when he's doing the setup, I, I, I knew I'd heard it, but I couldn't remember the punchline. And then when he told the punchline, I just laughed so hard. So anyway, and I totally have to tell you, and it's totally, totally wrong. But you know, my laughter was just a, just an automatic reaction, you know. And anyway, so oh I'm just, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it here, but something along the lines of a, of a idea for a TV show he had about, about a police officer with a learning disability who gets partnered with a duck and the show is called Todd and Feathered You know where they know it's wrong like, and they shouldn't. Yeah, that like, yeah, and it sort of was, it was like short, but you know, but there were a few big punchy laughs, and then there was me just like laughing like like 15, 20 <laughs> seconds later. And my friends around me were like looking at me and grinning because I was just still shaking. For <laughs> They're like Simone, don't let on I that know. you enjoyed that hard joke quite so much. <laughs> I know, I couldn't. <laughs> Anyway, but I think part of my enjoyment is knowing how much you would enjoy it. You know that when you like extra enjoy something because you know somebody would get something out yes. of it. Yes, yes. That, it was like, it was like part of, of that right laughter. There. I think was like I can't wait to tell Stephanie this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love him. He's so foul. He's very foul. Uh, so anyway, we had um, uh, a while ago. Now, t- not, today we have so many voicemails. Listeners, we love you. Thank you so much for just calling the dong line. So we've got lots of voicemails. We've got some, you know, messages and other gigads and doodits to uh, to share with you. So we're going to... we're just gonna <laughs> More what? <laughs> gigads and doodits. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I think it's like an old-timey way of saying... Uh, knickknacks yeah. yeah that's good that's Aussie I'm guessing I've never heard that though oh that's... no I learned it from Greg oh okay yeah yeah so I don't think that sounds yeah it does sound like something Neil would say so yes <laughs> we've All got right. over there at the merch stand we've got a lot of gigads and doodits so, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Back to the gags. Back to the gags. So, yeah, so uh, listener Eugene called, and uh, he had a very interesting question for us. Hi, Sydney. Hi, Simone. This is listener Eugene again. I was just listening to episode 69, and uh, I had a bit of a ponder, and I think you two are the perfect people to maybe help me flesh this out, if you want to. Um, basically, the thing is, your belief system. How much does it actually change you? How much does it affect you? Because, um, you know, that's kind of the, the propaganda. If you're a Christian, uh, that makes you a good person. You let Jesus into your heart, and he changes you, and you become nice. But that's obviously not true. A lot of Christians are just raging assholes, as I'm sure Stephanie can attest to. And the same thing happens in the skeptic world. You know, you think you're a skeptic, so you arrive by your conclusion, your conclusions with uh, critical thinking, and you're smart. But that's obviously also not true, as Simone uh, just demonstrated. Because uh, yeah, people sometimes still think stupid things, and they're just going by authority, and they clearly did not arrive there by any form of critical thinking. They, but they still call themselves skeptics. So, what do you guys think? Does the things you do, the things you believe, actually change anything in you, or do you are you already the way you are, and you just take whatever belief system you get and you tweak it a bit to suit your personality? Because um, it kind of seems that way. Um, nice people are nice, but regardless of what they believe, and some assholes, whether they're Christians or atheists or Buddhists, they're pretty much assholes, and nothing seems to change them. So yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, since uh, you come from both sides of the fence, and you still you're both pretty without ego about this, and you're willing to look critically at the things you believe. I can't think of anyone better to discuss this. Oh. That's it. Bye. Eugene, I have to tell you, we love the way you say raging assholes. <laughs> like, who's talking about raging assholes with such jolliment? I don't know. But you are, Eugene, Jolly and it's very man. charming. <laughs> it is charming. Raging assholes. So, <laughs> so Stephanie, do you want to start? or? Um, yeah, I, I can because, I, well, I think that just... Um, the word inherently comes to mind. I don't know if that's a blowhardy word, but um, <laughs> anyone's belief system will inherently affect everything you do because you just live according to what's true for you. So, um, and, and the thing about everybody being an asshole, I, I think of that as um, when you were talking about the Enneagram last week, how you're saying it doesn't seem like anyone in this charts could actually be an asshole. <laughs> right. And um, so this other book I was reading about, and I, I, linked, to, I linked to it on the episode 70 on donktini.com but um this book i found um is talking about there's nine stages of each of the enneagram types and one is really um immature and those are the more assholey type people and then right. the nine is like the most mature type so i think that I that's how the nine when i took the test again oh, oh you were sorry. nine again no no when no it doesn't mean no it doesn't mean that nine is the it's oh. like there's nine stages of each Enneagram. There are nine types, and there's nine stages oh. of each. That this particular. Okay. I had a really <laughs> immature reaction to being a nine. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You're Go just on, excited. Stephanie. I'm just going to sniff my whiskey here while I smoke a cigar. <laughs> Carry on. Um, yeah, so I think that um, the assholes across the religious and skeptic spectrum all kind of they they probably 
I, I feel like when someone's an asshole, they're kind of acting from a um, emotionally stunted and defensive space rather than being able to give someone, you know, give more space for the other person's experience. Right. So um, that to answer his asshole question, I kind of think that's where that is. And um, as far as the propaganda about being a Christian and letting Jesus into your heart to make you a good person. Like, I'm, I personally, I'm not so sure that's what Christianity is actually about, although that's what I was taught growing up, and that's what Eugene was taught. Um, yeah, as we said, he said so, it's the propaganda. It's not what it's necessarily exactly, about, but yeah. that's what he, he did. He said the propaganda of it, so. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, he totally qualified that, so uh, that's part of what keeps me interested in it. I'm like, okay, there's, you know, there's something more to this I'm drawn to, but... Um, but how does I, that affect I, you? Um, well, I... I have a lot of things that I, I do that um, I don't tell that many people about, but um, for the, la like, well, for example, for today, like, I, I meditated in a Catholic cathedral for an hour, like, maybe uh -huh. an hour and ten minutes. Like, that was a long time for me, but I was, like, you know, had all this stuff in my mind, and um, so, but I did that um, every day last week that I was at work. I go to this Catholic, Catholic cathedral, and I spent an hour there each right. time, just kind of um, on behalf of of this work that I'm doing, they assigned me to something new at work where I have to read a lot of cases about immigrants and refugees that come here and um, trauma that they've suffered. And a lot are, a lot of these women have been circumcised um, back in their home country and uh, stuff like that. It, it's just, it's really difficult for me. So um, that's something that I do to process that because I, I want to be mindful and present with it and. Um, that's a little more difficult, but it's, 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 I definitely think it's worth it, um, on the whole. So I think that that's probably an example of what my belief system, how it affects me or, um, I have like, I have a rosary that I, I wrote my own rosary for, but it's just kind of to attach thoughts to. And, um, right. it, it's kind of a way that I remember it, to remind myself that the metaphysical is actually real, even though I can't touch it. Um, you know, uh -huh. things that are mental and uh, feelings and all those things, like like they have their own tangibility in their way. So that's another thing that I have, like a little icon. But um, yeah, that's, I don't know. And, and I think like every minute is a bit of a struggle or, or at least... Um, there's tension all the time if you're if you're going to be thinking about well how does this tie into what I was taught here and what these people say and I'm intrigued by this and um, right so there's, so those are things you're drawing from from Christianity or are those things you're just drawing from all different sources or from what makes sense to you like what where are you drawing those sort of uh, you know beliefs and systems and you know that sort of thing. Yeah, I've been, well, I'm, I'm into the Christian mystics right right now and the desert fathers and mothers who, like, in the the few centuries right after Jesus died or went or ascended to heaven or whatever <laughs> that he did, um, these desert fathers and mothers would just go out in the desert and, like, practice aloneness. And I, I really like the stuff that they write. And so I'm kind of reading that and I'm reading Mother Teresa's letters and Thomas Merton's writings right now. And he was, like, a, a more recent kind of monk, a mystic christian or catholic monk but um so i'm reading a lot of stuff in the christian tradition but i also have like new age books by neil donald walsh and um some some buddhist stuff and stuff by eckhart tolle tolle i don't know how you say his last name but um i'm just kind of generally curious and and i do i i'm combing through this stuff and going towards what resonates and um right so it wouldn't really so I, be that, like that, 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 you know, Christianity is like shaping who you are because you're letting it be shaped by all different ideas and things that interest you. Uh huh. 
Is that what you're sort of saying? Yeah, that what was the part about how Christianity is shaping what? Well, because he, he's sort of like saying that if you're supposed to be like what you believe in, what, how that's sort of shaping what you are, but you're sort of not, you're not like settled on anything as such to say, I believe in this, so this makes me this way, you know? Um, I'm, I'm becoming more comfortable with calling myself a Christian lately. Like, um, uh-huh. well, I, well, and in that interview a few weeks ago, I said I was. Um, an agnostic that practices Christianity. <laughs> so yes. I, I feel like that's kind of most, that's closest to it because doubt and um, and just despair is like a big part of my day to day. And um, but I do practice. I feel like I practice these things that the um, early desert fathers and mothers were talking about. And um, right. you know, I'm in church five days a week and I take Eucharist twice a week. And so that's a pretty Christian thing to do too. So. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I do feel like there's. It's kind of an ill-defined category, and um, yeah, I think that I, there's nothing that I would say. Yes, this is absolutely how it is. Like I, I don't do that with. I can't do that with spiritual stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am drawn toward it, and I, you know, do spend this time doing these sorts of things. So, whatever that's worth. Um, yeah, I hope I yeah. answered his question. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. That's for him to decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? How does this affect you? What What is your day? Well, yeah, like? it was it was a good question because I because you know you, you in I guess since I sort of realized I you know like me being an atheist, it's not that I'm an atheist, so I'm into this and this. It's more like me being committed to you know logic and reason. That's what mm-hmm. makes me an atheist. That's why God doesn't make any sense to me or any any kind of religion is it doesn't it doesn't add up. So there's just mm-hmm. no reason for me to, to to take that path. And um but just in day to day life how it how it changes me. So so once I sort of realize I'm like, yeah, that's what I I'm into is using logic and reason to to, to navigate through life and use those tools that, that we have to 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 make decisions and choices and get along with people, you know. So, um, so in in doing that, um, like if I so so I, it's like I want to I want to apply that in in just sort of regular situations. So I might find myself doing something, you know, illogical or being irrational, and and thinking about that stuff makes me think, okay, well, I need to sort of take a step back and realize this, this, and this because it's not rational or whatever. So I think mm-hmm. it, it's very helpful in that way. And, and the way I'm describing it probably sounds really cold and dry and rigid and I'm just trying to do things by the book. But um, it's, it's, yeah. it's actually... It's actually in that, like, because, because I mean, I still very much take emotions into account and that emotions right. are irrational. That's part of being part of logic and reason is that you have to accept that there's this element that's you know like the fucking flu it just morphs and changes and is a wild card exactly so you can't you have to account for this being you know completely you know doing its own thing but but at the same time when you i think when people when people are emotional themselves they kind of want everyone to just accept accept their emotional state you know and just mm-hmm. not not judge it but when you're dealing with someone else who you see as being emotional and irrational you, you kind of get the feeling like god just fucking suck it up you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and so it's like everyone's on, sort of on both sides of that that spectrum depending on whether they're the the one that, that's being emotional or whether they're the ones receiving that you know what i mean so uh-huh. being aware of all of that i think I think makes you sort of you can navigate through it better because you're sort of aware of everything it's like okay I can understand this person reacting this way because of this this and this and then respond to the emotional part of it you know what I mean mm-hmm. but looking mm-hmm. at it from a distance you can sort of look at it in a 
in sort of a, yeah. what looks sounds clinical, but it's not. It's allowing no, me I mean, to just soften where I need to soften, or and be forgiving where I need to be forgiving, oh, for, yeah. be it myself or the or the other person. So, I feel like ever since I've adopted that very sort of somewhat, I don't say strict, but you know that logic sort of thing. I think I find it very helpful for you know yeah. working with people because you just you know it makes you very forgiving of other people's you know being the way they yeah. are and stuff like that so um well so that I sounds think, very yeah, much like the therapeutic me. process you know? oh yeah yeah it just sounds like the therapeutic process to which is scientific you know and, oh. and logical like you were yeah. saying so <laughs> i think it absolutely like just falls in line like you were saying that sounds clinical and cold but i don't think so so <laughs> oh good i'm glad you don't yeah because yeah. yeah it's just it's just like it's more like organized thinking about about you know like you said, a wild card of you know things that are just going to do what they're going to do. So mm-hmm. yeah, but that so yeah, but but me being committed to that, like it kind of puts me back in check. Like when I'm having my own anxieties and stuff, I'll mm-hmm. I'll use sort of talk through like logic and reasons. Like well, you're upset about nothing, and I'll, you know I can talk myself through the logic and the reason of the situation and kind of calm myself down. You know, so uh-huh. um, and I try to just apply that to a lot of things, and I find it extremely helpful. So the more I've embraced that, the more I've sort of gotten to that way of thinking and. I oh, that's nice. It's been beneficial. So yeah, so that's how I would say um, that has changed me. So yeah, I think that makes things easier and, and better. So um, yeah. Has that helped with your anxiety at all? It did. Like I mean, when it I was. Like it does. I think it's very good, like with the cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. because that's that's a lot of like sort of retraining your brain on how you're thinking. So if you, I think if somebody's too emotional and not able to not able to step out and look at their situation kind of logically and understand why things they are in their, whatever the situation may be, if they're only emotional, I think it's very hard for them to to make any mm-hmm. sort of adjustments um, to sort of improve their situation. But because I'm really good at that, like I had very brief sort of you know session with a therapist a few years ago with that and I sort of I almost snapped right out of it for a while but you have to keep at it you have to keep reminding yourself or you, it kind of loses its power so um, and then and then the the, the, the the bad emotional dark thoughts come back in and you go back to feeling like an insecure mess but yes. <laughs> if you can if you can if you can hang on to that and tap into that and stay on that it, it, it's, it's very powerful and useful so yeah so it can be helpful if I can be disciplined enough to uh, to to stick with it so yeah yeah it really is a discipline yeah i really think and and it makes me also think of the morning pages that we talk about sometimes from the artist's way about how um that's you know it says to write three pages just a stream of consciousness whatever's on top of your head every morning and that's a total discipline and i always feel better when i do it but i never want to get started doing it it's like with working out or doing (laughs) any time i want to meditate there's always something in me going eh, maybe that's a waste of time you know so yeah um it is a discipline though because you do feel better after you're done and indeed i know it's something that's good but yeah well i hope that helped eugene uh i hope it helped other people it helped me so um we got another nice voicemail from jp cooling um let's go ahead and play it in honor of kissing our own asses yes <laughs> uh yes hello don Keeney. uh JP Cool and Calling. Uh, just really impressed with you guys' work. You do a very good job. Um, I first heard about you after listening to the Duncan Trussell uh, Family Hour. No, it was the Lavender Hour at the time. And you were on with Greg, and it was a very good podcast talking about that guy uh, being held hostage on the newsroom. 
Oh, wonderful topics. And you really uh, got me looking into you, you know, with your uh, uh, intelligence that came through through this audio piece. And I just want to let you know, I'm sure you know, uh, Simone, but if you type in your name on Google, um, like one of the third or fourth results is a celebrity feed site. Um, I'm not sure, you know, how that came about, but I'd love to hear about it on the podcast sometime. So uh, thank you very much for doing what you do. And uh, both of you, very good. Uh, Hare Krishna, and have a wonderful life. Thank you, JP. That was so sweet and touching. And I'm actually always excited to hear that anyone wanted to listen to me talk another word after that lavender hour. (laughs) 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 I mean, I didn't say very much. I just, you know, I felt very, you know, sort of, uh, I think I was kind of anxious. Just, you know, like Greg and Duncan were just kind of, you know, really sort of really sort of leading that conversation and and Natasha and I kind of sat back and I didn't think I contributed very much so I'm glad that what little I said uh, led JP to Dongtini and that he continues to be happy with us that was over a year ago so thank you JP I made my day when I heard that I was like thank god I still get a little pain in my stomach whenever I think about that so (laughs) as for the wiki feet thing now Gosh, this was ages and ages ago, but a listener sent me an email um, and it said, oh, did you know you're on WikiFeet? And there's two pictures of me with my feet showing. And what? Yes. So, and WikiFeet is like a celebrity feet site and I'm on it. <laughs> what? But um, yeah, so I'm on WikiFeet and I don't know how I got on there. I don't know if that listener put me on there, if that listener found me on there and was alerting me to that. But yeah, these were pictures from, I guess they were on my Facebook, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah. And it was funny because we were talking about this on Thanksgiving. Um, I'm sorry, because Greg had a new phone and he wanted to put a picture of me on his phone. And he was, you know, he hadn't taken any pictures of me with the new phone before he left on a trip. So he was like Googling my name. And then he's like, why are you on WikiFeet? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that. <laughs> I'm on all, but, sites, um, all kinds of fetish sites. I mean, I don't mean to brag, but... <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm on WikiPinky. Um, <laughs> WikiDong. WikiDong. But yeah, so um, yeah, and so we were talking about it uh, on the uh, on Thanksgiving, and there were all these comedians there, and, and, um, and then Greg and Brendan started looking it up, and all the comed- comedy girls that were at the party, they were all on WikiFeet. So, <gasps> yeah, and another comedian had told Brendan, and like she was taking a picture of him, she's like, "Don't get my feet in it. I don't want to end up on wiki feet." Oh my so, god! There's yeah. someone who's like really culling everything to find any <laughs> feet pictures. I know, of girls. I know. So, and the funny thing is, I've actually I think I've got six ratings on there. If any, anyway, like my my whole foot isn't seen. Like I'm wearing shoes, or and the one in flip flops, you can't see them that clearly. But um, if you could see my feet, like I have pretty. I think the overall foot, if you see it at a distance, is fine. But I've just got really bad feet so i think i actually voted for myself on it i voted my feet as bad so, <laughs> so and i wanted to put a picture of my feet up on 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 the dong teeny page for people to see that i don't have oh. feet very good but um but then greg was, greg was like no i don't want it going up on there but i'm like you, if people want to joke off to my feet people want to joke off to anything you know like you can't they could, I mean, I'm, 
faces are up everywhere. You know, people could be like jizzing on their computer screens with just, you know, any old picture. So, you know, who knows? So I don't know. Oh God, I think I'm so I, curious about that. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going to put a picture of my bare foot just so everyone knows I have ugly feet and I'm not basking in any foot glory oh, um, so from being on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But um, anyway, so that's the story of WikiFeed. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I, I love that I know about this now. That's nuts. I know. So and thank disgusting. you, JP, for your call. Call the dog Hello, this is Dr. Govinda. Govinda Jaya Jaya, Gopala Jaya Jaya. Listen, ladies, I am Dr. Govinda. I spent some time in India fighting the wars, and I lost my sandal in the process. I traveled across the desert trying to find something to do, and I stumbled upon this dongtini. I did not understand what in the hell is this dong teeny? These two whores talking about dongs. And so, over time, I listened to this program, and uh, I have to say that um, I have some objection. In, in Pakistan, where I grew up as a young lady, I have to say that uh, I spend lots of time uh, looking at, at boys' dorms, and uh, it got me into lots of trouble. So uh, my mother used to tell me, listen, you want to go to school? Stop looking at boys' dorms, okay? You are a nice little girl. I know I don't sound like a girl, but I am a girl. And so I said, okay, I listened to my mother. And, hey, quiet. And uh, I continue to listen to the show because it's very interesting because it brings up uh, lots of memories of uh, my childhood growing up in Pakistan. And listen, uh, one more thing before I go. A little piece of advice because I heard about this, about this uh, uh, dong doctor calling or texting dong. Dong stories, and um, I suggest a piece of advice for all the listeners. Uh, growing up, I was a whore, and um, I never ever turned on the lights when I was having having the sex. And over time, I learned that um, I looked down at my my genitalia, and I noticed I have lots of varuka varukas papules all over the place, just condyloma all over my balls and my anal area and my genitals and my pubic hair. And uh, my mother never told me all along that I should turn on the lights when I'm having the sex. So this is the advice for the listener from Dr. Govinda. Do, do, just do turn on the light, okay? And uh, until next time, I... Uh, 
So, thank you, Dr. Govinda. You're really fucking creepy, and I hope we hear from you again. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> Sorry about your sandal that got lost in the desert, and you're looking yes. for something to do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's she's very interesting, that, that Dr. Govinda. <laughs> I like how she changed genders, like, midway through the call, where she starts well, out she saying didn't that exactly. she's actually She always girl. said she was a girl, but she did actually mention that she had balls at one point. So, um, yeah. yeah. Covered so with I guess, words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, listeners, uh, I guess uh, uh, turn on the lights uh, while you're doing the sex. Oh, <laughs> oh Lordy. Okay. So listener Stacy, she wanted to know about um, our anxiety, which we've already touched upon. I love when things come together, don't you? That we've already yes. talked about anxiety. It's like we were, we were segging into this, even though we didn't mean to. So... <laughs> Well, I love that she mentioned this too because just lately I'm I've been you know walking past 24 Hour Fitness and I'm just like flashing back to like horror horrific events of social anxiety when I you know had to take weightlifting in college and just it's the gym environment that drives me crazy. It feels like such a meat market in there. And then hi, this is Stacy. I know that you do. I believe have both spoken in the past about having. Um, social anxiety, and I definitely have the same thing. Um, I have the same problem, and and I just wondered if, for the two of you, if there were specific situations or places that triggered it. I've discovered lately that one of the places for me is is the gym, um, and that's largely because um, I just feel like you're naturally put into all kinds of awkward situations at the gym. Um, you know, nobody really looks very good. Everybody's kind of sweating and in sort of these awkward positions. And um, yesterday I was at the gym and I was on the treadmill and this woman came in and there were like at least 30, if not more, open treadmills. And she came and started walking on the one directly next to me. And of course I look over and she's one of those like um, ultra pretty, ultra fit women. She's got her hair all done and she's in full makeup and I just had this horrible anxiety um, and it was so strange and I'd never really experienced that before. Um, But I just wondered if the two of you had anything um, similar. I don't know, maybe at the gym or something similar. Um, thanks again for the show. Love you guys. Bye. I was thinking, like, I, I, I don't think I've ever had gym anxiety because. But here's the thing: I think since I started going to gyms, I've always been married. You know, I don't think I really went before. So, um, yeah, well, I went. Like, I think I went a bit in high school, but I didn't care then. And then, and then I've only been since I've married. And I used to go to like super gay gym. You'd think going to gyms in LA would be really. <laughs> really really tough but I went to this ultra gay gym this gym was so gay that um, I met a guy um, when I was doing extra work on the Tenacious D movie and he mm-hmm. used to go to, he went to that gym and he said when like for years when it first opened it was men's only and you could get a membership just to the locker room <laughs> <gasps> juicy yeah so uh, anyway mm-hmm. then women like started demanding that that become unisex and, and obviously I didn't yeah it was by the time wow. I decided to join I would want so. to stay away from that gym I mean <laughs> I'd be I'd want to hear the stories but I wouldn't be like oh I want my full equal rights in this scenario so I can 
Come to your jizz covered locker room, please. Seriously. Anyway. But um the women's the women's changing room that place was really small and they could they were like two men's <laughs> men's shower rooms and just one small women's one. But anyway, so I never felt self conscious there. And then I joined the Y and that was just such a family gym that I never felt, you know, very uh very uh you know, I never felt self conscious or anything there. Oh, Ryan Gosling used to go to that gym. I never really? saw him though. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't know why I um, care. <laughs> you don't like him? I won't. I won't really. Um, I liked him in the note and parts of the Notebook, but other than that, but I haven't seen Drive yet. Oh, so I yeah, have a no, feeling that's going to change like, everything. I haven't for like me. totally drunk the like Ryan Gosling Kool Aid, but I like him. He's good, and mm-hmm. uh, I like him. I, I liked him ages ago in um, uh, Lars and the Real Girl, and then I liked him in oh, um, yeah. in Drive, of course. So, but yeah, but just the whole like when he's like too clean and just being like the you know people's sexiest man type of guy that doesn't interest me really so right but um but anyway but back to the gym so yes i think just like being in a relationship may take some of this anxiety out at least for me so because i i don't feel like i have to you know look good for anyone i'm not looking to meet anybody i don't know if stacy is or not and that has any impact on it but um this woman who's all dolled up it almost sounds like she clearly wants to look hot going to the gym so it almost sounds like mm-hmm. she went and stood right next to Stacy I mean it sounds like she's just working out like a normal person in sweatpants so nobody feels that great in sweatpants and this woman wants to look hot all the time while she's working out so um, maybe she was yeah, like wearing makeup to, to the gym thing yeah so maybe she's Nothing like, I want to stand next more. to somebody who's not wearing makeup so I look extra hot, you know? Like, maybe that was uh. what she was she was trying to do, you know? Because I hate when people, like, get right next to you when there's other machines right. It doesn't uh. give me anxiety. It just annoys the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> it does both for me. <laughs> yeah. But what I realized was when she asked this, I was like, oh, like that never struck me as a... As, I mean, I know I've heard about it, but for me personally, it never struck me as a as an anxiety place the gym and then I realized my when I go around and do stuff like just go to the market go day to day stuff like I have zero anxiety because I'm like in such a bubble because yeah I'm not I'm not looking to to talk to people or relate to people when I go to the market I'm just in my own little bubble it doesn't mean I'm not friendly or I'll smile at somebody you know I'm all you know I'm a pleasant person to shop around but I'm not looking to engage with anybody you know but my Mm -hmm. anxiety always comes from situations where people uh you know do i admire or they do something i think's really awesome or you know they're more successful than i am like things that intimidate me or make me kind of highlight what's what's in i feel is inadequate about myself that's when i get mm-hmm. anxious that's when oh. i feel like a failure and mm-hmm. uh yeah so i realize it comes out of it comes out of that it's all out of just me and my insecurity and am i in a situation that highlights those things so yeah I pretty much feel like a loser just all the time. Really? <laughs> never. Yes. It's exhausting too, and it's oh. like one of those things I try to be aware of. But um, like like for a few years ago in therapy, I just decided with my therapist, I'm like, I'm going to limit my self-loathing to like 10 minutes a day because it's really tiring. <laughs> and that worked it for is. a while. So it's another discipline though that I have to be mindful of because I'll like walk to the bus. I'm like, oh, if anyone's like looking out their windows, looking at me, they think I look like a idiot. And, you know, just like, it's an exhausting thing to have. Yeah. And it's something I just had as a kid. And it's one of those, I think it's just a cognitive thing you, I need to get to the root of and, and unroot it. But it's exactly. funny that Stacy would call because I was like, I was thinking just the other day, I'm like, I should get a gym membership to overcome my social anxiety about the gym and that kind of situation. Wow. So. See, and you're in a relationship, so that has nothing to do with it. And you'd still feel gym anxiety. 
Yep. Unless yeah. I worked at it, so. Oh, gosh. Well, I guess, well, thank you for the call then, Stacey, because, yeah, when I was thinking about answering your question, that's when I realized how isolated it is to just, I think it's because I feel pretty invisible the rest of the time. You know, I don't <laughs> feel like anyone's paying any attention to me, so that's, and no one's expecting anything from me, so it, that's why I don't feel self-conscious at all, so. Um, yeah, but that's why, but when I'm in situations where I'm supposed to, like, interact with people, then I'm like, okay, it's on, I'm gonna bring my A game, and I don't have it because I suck, and I'm a failure, and I can't do this, and, you know, my my slip is hanging out under the bottom of my dress, you know, like, just everything Aww. just <laughs> makes Isn't me feel so lame. Isn't that so funny? Like, I would never think any of that about you, but I would think it all about myself, and you would probably never think it about anyone else, but you think, you know, why can't we be nice to ourselves like we are to other people? Exactly. Even if I did see someone down. slip hanging out of their dress, I wouldn't think, oh my god, what a fucking slob. Yeah. You know, I would like, never oh. think that. Yeah. Oh, that happens to me. It makes me feel better about such... myself, probably. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah we're, all, we're all the same. Exactly. All... I just feel like, oh, I've, yeah, that happens. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You know, so... But yeah, hmm. but see, but you do get people who don't let shit like that happen and are really uptight about it. And you don't know which ones are those people. Those are like the unsafe people that will really judge you Those are the people that wear that. full makeup to the gym. Exactly. <laughs> Cunts like that. <laughs> Stay away from those people. Cool. Well, thank you, Stacy, for letting me discover that part of myself. Oh, <laughs> that sounds really gross. <laughs> are you going to think about that in a private moment later? I'm going to think about that in a private moment, discovering part of <laughs> okay um so last week we also got a comment on episode 70 from listener amanda who um she she said she was nervous to express her discomfort and so i i appreciated that that she was gonna go ahead and talk to us anyway but um yes she she said she felt We're like there was it. feminist hating on Dongtini. And um, so she says that she's been a feminist for years and she's been involved with tons of feminist women and not any of them have met her definition of a man hater. And um, she doesn't, you know, of course, doesn't like the man hating, ugly lesbian, bra burner, caricature, feminism, kind of the Rush Limbaugh definition of it. So she wanted some some clarification on that, maybe, or just to voice her concerns. But um, yeah, I, we answered her a bit in the comments, but um, I thought we could talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, because I was concerned um, that, yeah, she, I mean, she spoke up spoke up about it but i didn't know gosh did other people hear that and just think we were like yeah i'm like, too scared to say i can't anything. believe that like women think they should be doctors like what if they want to like go have babies and stuff math is hard <laughs> i know right i can't do math <laughs> i really can't but it's not because i'm a woman <laughs> And I think, yeah, cause, and, and you said in the comments that you, you identify as a feminist. And before I read um, uh, that book, How to Be a Woman, which is what we were talking about, I mm -hmm. didn't never wanted to say it was a feminist. Because to me, feminism sounded like an extreme thing to do. Like, to me, because like, I've, I've encountered people recently mm -hmm. that have been... Um, uh, like listener Kay Jones who uh, doesn't really want to she doesn't believe in God but she doesn't want to call herself an atheist it's like I just don't believe in this like why is that a thing you know it's, mm -hmm. it shouldn't be a thing and I was like I, I get that <laughs> you know it's like you're right it's, and I, to I totally get that but it's sort of a thing because we kind of have to you know make sure that shit doesn't get out of control so that's why we kind of band together yeah. in a way to identify ourselves so but I totally get why yeah like it shouldn't be a thing exactly <laughs> 
So I totally get that, but that's kind of how when 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 she said this, and I realized, well, if feminism isn't being a man hater and all this other stuff, why do I still feel reluctant to do it? And it's because mm -hmm. it's it's the same with me as that as that that obvious atheism to them. It's just like, well, duh, of course I think women yeah. can do whatever. Like to me, it's like, this, why do why do I need to identify with the obvious? You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's, it's like, it's like why why does this have to be a thing? But I know that it does. But why do mm -hmm. I have to state it and have a title for it when? Obviously, I'm. It's almost like you should have to come out and say that you're against it, against yep. women's rights, and that would be the thing, not being obviously for women's rights when you're a woman. So, I mean, as long as I can remember, because my mum, my mum actually was like, oh, I don't know if she still is, but she was a bit like, oh yeah, I don't know about women doctors, like you know, oh. why didn't Jesus have any? <laughs> yeah, and 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 ever since I was a kid, like it just never made sense to me. I did, I don't know, I didn't mm -hmm. have any strong, you know, feminist, um, you know, person to influence to teach me otherwise it just like I said it was fucking obvious like why can't women mm -hmm. do that I must have got it from somewhere but I don't know where because I was very young but mm -hmm. I used to, my, I, I, I was never bought into that stuff when my mom would say it and she'd be like why well, why didn't Jesus have any female apostles and I said if Jesus came around today and all that shit happened again, he would have women apostles. You know, it just wouldn't it wouldn't fly if he didn't. You know, it just it's, it was different. It was a different oh time. Of course, he's only gonna like round up men. Exactly. Yeah. That you just know, reminds she, me though, real quick, of the Maria Bamford bit where her mom goes and she does her mom's voice really well. She's like, Maria, the Four Seasons is where Jesus would stay if Jesus stayed at a motel. <laughs> Anyway, oh, gosh. it's like, okay, mom. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, yeah, so that's why I think I've always been like hesitant to say I'm a feminist because it just, so to me, it's like the obvious didn't need any stating. Of course, I support, yeah. you know, all of that. And then, and then, and then that's why. But now it's like, in fact, even when I told Greg I read that book and he's like, oh, what's it about? And I was like, oh, well, um, it's like about feminism. But it's like, you know, it's not like this man hating feminism and I hate to say it, but like I was like coming up with all yeah. these excuses because I thought, oh, you know, don't the husband do think I'm reading some feminist book and I'm going to try and castrate him. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he didn't think that at all. I realized, oh, I'm the one with the skewed opinion of feminism, not him. He was like, it doesn't have to be that. And I was like, exactly. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. So <laughs> not a fucking idiot. Well, yes. that, like my, my, I have complicated feelings, I guess, or, or many feelings maybe towards feminism, just, just the label and the, um, the stereotype probably because like you were saying it's obvious it's like i think that feminism is kind of almost an outdated term and yeah. i'm not like you know i didn't i don't know any gender studies like i didn't study that i mean i i do stuff with women who are feminists and and you know venus hill and all that sort of thing is is extremely very much a feminist organization but um i feel like humanism is more um, of what's going yes. on rather than, than feminism. It's like, okay, we don't even have to call it that. It's like, it's obvious that this is how it should be. It's kind of like the, the equal, you know, equal rights, civil rights. It's like, we don't say, yay, black people. Like, we don't say that. We say, yay, people, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I guess that's part of my, my relationship with it. And, um, yeah, I, I would absolutely call my, call myself a feminist in the same, but, yeah, I just, I figure it's assumed. Like, like clearly, you know, I, I'm a mom and I work, you know, you, you work and, and yeah. we, we do things. We're extremely independent and, um, yeah. it's just kind of obvious and, you know, yeah. we're like I do and, my I own thing. I don't feel like I've ever really succumbed to a stereotype of 
of, of you know of being a woman like you know like I yeah. dress like a slob sometimes but I like to doll up sometimes like I'm not against makeup or for you know what I mean it's like I just mm-hmm. kind of always have done what I was comfortable with and I again like you said it's a human thing it's like as me as a person I happens to have a vagina you know I do it this way <laughs> and that way depending on how I feel and how lazy I am which is often that I am lazy so you know like it's like that's what drives me not the woman part of it you know and I'm not saying that none of the that has any influence but you know I, I just didn't feel like it was like a woman pressure you know but uh, but I, I, yeah. I have to I have to say though with wanting to feel like you are attractive to feel your worth that is a that mm-hmm. is a real thing and I'm really scared of getting old and ugly I'm really scared of it yes. <laughs> and, no, that, and that, I mean, that's and that is that is part of the thing sure. that 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 like is you know I think feminism is trying to just your you know average everyday feminism is sort of trying to you know rally against which you know I think is good but I'm part of the problem because I still feel that you know so yeah yeah or maybe you're just naming the problem you know maybe you're not part of the problem but like we are in this American culture machine that's disgusting in so many ways and this that's one of the side effects is that we're, we're terrified of aging whereas men can get older and can still get hot young women, and especially yeah. if they have money. Like, good God. So that's just yeah. one of the things. And um, where you're rewarded in this culture for being attractive. You get free things. You get people kissing your ass, the better looking you are. And then if your looks go away, you're really screwed. It, unfortunately, is how it is in a lot of ways. So, yeah. And that's a human thing, you know? Humanity. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, in How to Be a Woman, she references Jermaine Greer, and that Jermaine Greer said, I, I think she said, do you want to be a feminist? You have to taste your menstrual blood. I'm not a feminist ever if I have to do that. I don't want to do that. Why do I have to do that? You mean you've never done that? No. <laughs> Just kidding. Not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, well, no. that's another thing I kind of want to separate myself from because... Okay, what does that have? That's like saying, okay, if you're going to be a Christian, then you, you know, have to get baptized or you have to, I don't know. It's like, well, who says? Yeah. So it's just another one of those, those things that I'm like, okay, I, I can't identify with that. But, um, yeah, it's like, you know, I don't want to put anything that seeped out of me in my mouth. So, you know, it's, it's not a woman <laughs> thing. It's not that I don't reject that doesn't my even seem like a That doesn't seem like a feminist issue, even though it's just like a personal thing. Yeah, I don't expect anyone to put that in their mouth. So, you know, male or female. So it's, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so I hope that clears some of uh, our feelings about feminism. So, um, yeah. And especially since you said you've you've already identified it as a feminist. So I guess I am. I just didn't realize it. So that's what I've discovered over the last week and a half. Yeah. And I ordered that Caitlin Moran book today. So hopefully by the next time we record, we can discuss it. Um, David saw the Amazon receipt that I ordered it and he's like does this mean you're finally going to know how to be a woman I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) don't get your hopes up okay Um, thank you for your comment though Amanda we appreciate dissent it's quite all right. yes it's Um, good (laughs) Um, so now we got a text to the dong line because you can also text the dong line 323-301-DONG um, from uh, listener Misty. I didn't know this because I haven't listened to all of Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill album, but apparently there's a line that says, you took me out to wine, dine, 69 me, but didn't hear a damn word I said um, in uh, Right Through Me off that album. So Bunyan, did you know this? Um, she has that album. She heard it you know, knows it back to front, 
I think. So, yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Wine Me, Dine Me, 69 Me is in a song. So, there you go. We mentioned See, even it Canadians week. know it. <laughs> All right. So, um, now, Lisa Tasty has been sending uh, lots of little links of shit he found on Reddit. <laughs> And um, we read that last week, and it's just, or the week before, and it's just, I, I don't understand. Reddit, people talk about it, and then I look at it, and it's really ugly. It's very just, you know, it just looks like a message board from 1997 yes. to me, you know? So it doesn't visually stimulate me at all, and I just haven't got into it at all. So I was it like, looks tasty. like a shit show. Yeah, it totally does. So I was like, Tasty, please call the dong line and tell us what the deal is with Reddit. So... Here he, here he goes. Hi, this is Rick Tasty, the listener. I was asked to describe Reddit and something about Reddit because I've been obsessed with Reddit lately. It's difficult to describe. It's kind of like a continuously refreshing news feed where you get to vote stuff up or down based on whether it's relevant or whether you like it or not. I don't entirely understand all the mechanics of it. I was actually introduced to it, to, to it by... Uh, you know, listening to your fellow Feral Audio podcaster, Duncan Trussell, who could probably do a better job of describing it. Um, all I know is that you can spend a lot of time either looking at porn, you can look at dog pictures, you can look at dong pictures, you can look at pictures of people's food, you can read articles about politics, you can read about politics, like read articles about specific countries' politics. You can, uh, I mean, it's the sky's the limit. It is the internet, and it uploads pretty fast too, which is really nice. So. That's why I like Reddit. So he says, this is the internet. Now, I fancy myself quite savvy. So when someone says, this is the internet, and I'm not on it, it makes me feel kind of lame. How did that make you feel, I guess you're not Stephanie? that savvy. I, I guess, guess we're not, not that savvy, because we're not on the... <laughs> yeah, we have no, clue. I think he, like, I took that to mean that it's everything that's, like, a big deal on the internet right the second, kind of yeah. condensed. Is yeah, that what you the, thought he meant, yeah. or...? Yeah, 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 that's what well, I mean. But, I, I, but I feel like I should be at the hub because I'm getting pretty tired of Facebook. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You've said so. this before. <laughs> Have I? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, I want to so, learn yeah. about Reddit because it seems like. That's where it's all the so good addictive. links come from. But it like makes me want to have a seizure and <laughs> look at it. So maybe maybe I'll we just when we start learn. clicking on things, then we'll see all these pictures. I, I mean, he says dog pictures. I'm sure that must mean there are also cat pictures on there too. <gasps> cat pictures. Now I'm interested. Cat paint. You, you, yeah. So I guess I guess app? we should find out more about it. So what is it? Oh, cat paint. Do you have that app no, where you just like can like. Super, you know, put a, on top of a picture. You put just a picture of a cat, and um, oh. <laughs> I just think it's so funny because like one of one of the most hilarious pictures in the world to me is of these like two gay guys in a bathtub, just like spooning each other, and then someone did a cat paint on the lower right, and there's a cat just like <laughs> randomly there. I'll put it at dongtini.com. For I bet Reddit has a, has a has a subreddit <laughs> for for cat paint pictures. So I guess it, it sounds like it's everything you could want is there, but why does it have to look so ugly? Maybe that's how it sustains everything by keeping it simple until you yeah. go where you need to go. So simple yeah. isn't ugly though. They need to figure that yeah. out. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe yeah. I'll give it a try. Maybe that's my challenge for the week. Let's see if I can do better by next week. Maybe Thank Duncan you, can help. Yeah, Duncan seems to know. Fuck, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, Tasty and I maybe gonna have lunch during the week, so maybe uh, maybe he can explain it to me on a phone or something. So 
God, I feel old when I talk about Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get these computers. No. So thank you, listeners, for all calling in, and we encourage you to keep doing it early and often. And text the dong line to 301-32-wait. <laughs> 323-301-DONG. Dong. Dong is in Wiener. As in Wiener. Um, and please, um, yeah, go to dongtini.com so you can see all the pictures of people making the numbers six and nine with their bodies. And Caitlin Moran and um, various cat paint pictures of homosexuals in bathtubs. Can I just so, add before we, before we conclude? Also oh. go to dongtini.com to see the great picture that I made last week to illustrate uh, Stephanie and I being chased by dongs. I, I put oh. together a picture I found bits and pieces <laughs> on the internet that I photoshopped together. It's not me and Stephanie, but someone's being chased by a dog. And I made that. And I, I took some time for that. And I'm not very good at Photoshop. So if you haven't It was been, so please. good that I didn't know that you had made it. Like, you, didn't, you couldn't tell. <laughs> It looked Thank way too you. good for something you could do. No, I mean, I thought that you found it, you know? I thought you yeah, just found yeah. it. I'm like, what the fuck were they doing drawing dongs ch- chasing small children in 1930s books? Yeah, so please uh, toddle on over to episode 70 to check out that image. So You can almost you, hear the testes clomp. <laughs> oh, I could add that. I could add little clomp, clomp in, yeah, clomp. In the, under, the, under the testes, maybe. Okay finish up so until next time bye Simone bye Stephanie bye Bye. well no one told me about her the way she lied well no one told me
podcast operates independently in partnership with FeralAudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit FeralAudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.